Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. This is part two of our three-part series with Dr. Chris H. Hardy on the Infinite Spiral Staircase. In this segment, we're going to focus in on semantic field theory. Dr. Hardy is a psychological anthropologist and a systems theorist. She is a former parapsychology researcher at the Psychophysical Research Laboratory in Princeton, New Jersey, and she is the author of several books, including Cosmic DNA at the Origin, The Sacred Network, and Networks of Meaning. Welcome again, Chris. Welcome, Chet. It's good to be with you once more. In our first segment, we focused quite a bit on your experiences in your youth, living and traveling as a sadhu with no money, entering into very high meditative states, and experiencing what you called telepathic harmonic fields. And uh, we also touched upon a subsequent development in your thinking at that time, the idea of the semantic field, of which the telepathic harmonic field is, I guess you could say, a... Um, a subset. A subset, exactly, yeah. So, at some point in your development, as you're having all of these remarkable mystical experiences and psychic experiences, and at the same time developing theoretical ideas of, of your own about them, you had the instinct or the impulse to enter into a scientific career. Yes, definitely. I was guided by dreams to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, I had already written uh, two books uh, on a uh, on my own experiences, yes. on anomalous experiences, mm -hmm. on meditation. And uh, I felt that, uh, I mean, my whole life has been geared toward uh, trying to understand uh, the nature of uh, the ultimate reality, mm -hmm. I which is consciousness. I want to say that I find this especially fascinating because in my own career as a parapsychologist, I was guided by dreams oh. as, as well. And the very notion that a dream could guide somebody through to a, a, a lifelong career, this is something you Absolutely. and I share, uh, I think is related to your concept of the semantic field itself. Yes, in a sense, yes, uh, because the uh, semantic field uh, theory is the only way that I, I could make sense of some of uh, my experiences, even mm. on the road, uh, traveling, uh, because the whole place, uh, as we said about uh, the town of the Nasik. Yes, one of the sacred the, towns yes. in India. The whole place uh, is imprinted by the energy of consciousness of uh, sadhus and uh, meditators who have been there uh, for uh, thousands of years, you know, those mm -hmm. uh, sacred towns in India. 
And you have the same thing with uh, megalith, for example, uh, in Europe. Yes. Uh, those pl those uh, stone monuments are imprinted with the energy of consciousness mm -hmm. of all the people who have prayed uh, or meditated in those places. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have uh, a, a sense that uh, uh, the the Consciousness is an energy. Uh, when we when we observe those fields, you know, in a, in a experimental setting, as a, yes, but in a uh, parapsychology laboratory, for example, and also when we observe, uh, when we study consciousness in laboratories, in psi research laboratories, we are able to uh, find out and to demonstrate that uh, psi is not uh, stopped by by shielding that uh, normally would stop uh, electromagnetic energies. Yes. Now, psi, for any viewer who is not familiar, is the term that parapsychologists use to describe uh, everything they study, meaning extrasensory perception and psychokinesis. Yes, telepathy, precognition. So you have you have. Uh, you have studies that demonstrate that uh, psi being a mental uh, capacity uh, for the parapsychologist, I must uh, uh, explain that psi is not an energy. Uh, but for me, mm -hmm. uh, but for everybody, accept that psi is a mental phenomenon. Yes. So it's part of mind and consciousness. It's a mental phenomenon. Yes, mm -hmm. it's a mental con uh, consciousness phenomenon, mm -hmm. and uh, we are able to demonstrate that it is not stopped by what is stopping normally electromagnetic energy. Right. Like you can you can have telepathic experiment with. Uh, 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 with a submarine at the bottom of the ocean, mm -hmm. which normally the electromagnetic energy is not passing. Yes. And uh, you can have also, uh, information coming from the future. So you have a displacement in time. Mm -hmm. So we say that consciousness, uh, Psi is proving that consciousness is not constrained by space or by time. We exist in space and time, but we're not constrained by it. Yes, our mind, mm -hmm. our consciousness is not constrained by space and time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's evident in my semantic field theory. I have made the link between uh, the, the way consciousness is organizing itself in those uh, sub-constellation, uh, sub you know, sub uh, I mean, the semantic field is mm -hmm. the whole consciousness, the whole mind mm -hmm. of the person. And it has yeah. many subsets. Subsets. You know. It's similar, I suppose, to some of Carl Jung's thinking about the collective unconscious. At a, at a certain, uh, yes, when you look, uh, if you imagine that each one of us has uh, a consciousness field, which is mm -hmm. a semantic uh, field, okay? yeah. it's uh, our consciousness at the same time, uh, each uh, Part of our bo our body, for example, has, has its own consciousness, and it has its own uh, small field inside the big field. Mm -hmm. So each person has a semantic field that is totally uh, coupled with the body, mm -hmm. and, and also the body consciousness. But 
uh, it is also, it has a layer that is uh, independent, that is not bound or constrained by space and time. Mm -hmm. So it is at the same time rooted in the body and in matter, in our physical world, and at the same time it has a dimension that is outside space-time, mm -hmm. you know? So, and, so, in effect, what you're saying is that the human being, we live in our bodies, we have a birth and a death, we have a history in space and time, but we partake of a much larger reality. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, to get back to what you were saying about uh, Jung's, Carl Jung, collective unconscious, uh, when you imagine that oh, the that each all uh, each pe people I and mean, all the people you know have uh, this semantic field uh -huh. which is partly outside space and yeah. time in an extra dimension mm -hmm. so the if you take the ensemble of all the souls or the self with a great s mm -hmm. uh, of uh, so semantic field of each person, yes. you know, and you take the the, the totality of the them, billions of people, yes, mm -hmm. on Earth, then you have uh, a collective unconscious. Yes. You have an extra dimension mm -hmm. outside of space time, mm -hmm. which is the dimension of the collective unconscious, mm -hmm. or what Teilhard de Chardin was calling noosphere. The noosphere, yes. yes. And you have cosmic consciousness in uh, in the Eastern religions. Mm -hmm. Now, Carl Jung also developed the theory of synchronicity, and he, he did yes. so working with a great Nobel laureate physicist, Wolfgang Pauli. And the, the theory of synchronicity seems to be related to the semantic fields because it's, it's as if there's meaning embodied in the universe itself that is the, responsible for events coming together in uh, uncannily, uncannily meaningful ways. Absolutely, yes. It's like uh, uh, it's like uh, this uh, theory of semantic field mm -hmm. uh, is able to explain synchronicities, because uh, in synchronicity, what do you have? Let's take an example. Uh, uh, the the um, Carl Jung, uh, best example yes. is, uh, he had a patient in his, uh, uh, and, and this patient was totally blocked. He was trying to work with her for months and months, and, yes. and she was not budging. She was not getting uh, free from her trauma. Mm -hmm. And at one point, this patient, a woman, was describing that she had a dream uh, about a golden scarab, and yes. that's the very precise instant that she was talking about this golden scarab uh, by the window, which was slightly open, mm -hmm. uh, came in uh, a gold, uh, a golden, uh, a glowing uh, a scarab. A a scarab. No, a scarab uh -huh. which uh, which has this green, goldish, and in the light yes. of the sun. It, it is exactly, perfectly uh, gold the, the scarab, the golden scarab is a sacred animal in Egyptian mythology, Absolute, but not particularly common in Switzerland, where... <laughs> well, you have those green scarabs yeah. every, everywhere in Europe, uh -huh. and in the light of the sun, they look like absolutely gold. I see. Yes. Uh -huh. So it was, so the timing... It's a uh, copper, copper uh -huh. color. 
the, the timing of that event with her recounting her dream and, and it, did it lead to a breakthrough in the psychotherapy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so, this is the example. The, the Carl Jung was uh, basing himself on psi phenomena. He was already uh, very uh, knowing about the work of uh, Ryan, okay? mm -hmm. yes. the first work in parapsychology. And so he was basing uh, his synchronicity to say that it was a coincidence, but a meaningful one between uh, the mind state mm -hmm. of a person and an event that would happen outside. Yes. But when you reflect on that, it means that uh, an event which is uh, also has a, a physical uh, aspect to it, mm -hmm. and also, of course, also a psychological yeah. interpretation of whatever happens, mm -hmm. you know. But it has a psychological aspect and a physical aspect. Mm -hmm. Like the golden scarab is the scarab coming in the uh, the room, and at the same time, the interpretation for the patient mm -hmm. that, oh, this is such a meaningful sign. Yes. Okay? So you have those two. And uh, in semantic field theory, not only we as a human being, we have a, a self with a big S, and which is our soul, which mm -hmm. is a outside space-time, but all the objects uh, in the universe, like nature, uh, animals, trees, mountains, landscape, they have uh, this dimension mm -hmm. of... Uh, a semantic field, which is the organization, you know, mm -hmm. a semantic field, which is outside space and time. Yes, outside of space and time. But isn't it another way of looking at it to simply say, well, the whole universe is yes. intelligent, is conscious? Yes, yes. Everything yes. is conscious, which is not so different from the animistic viewpoint of primitive people everywhere. Oh, uh, not only animistic, uh, but in all ancient culture, even in Eastern religions, you have uh, this uh, understanding that the beings, all beings, uh, all um, the plants have a certain type of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You find this also in South America, in uh, uh, in the shamanism everywhere, mm -hmm. in, in Eastern religion, that uh, there is a, a, an aspect of consciousness uh, which is uh, inside any kind of uh, system, mm -hmm. entity, uh, whether it's a plant or an animal. Mm -hmm. Now, we have this in uh, psychology. You had those wonderful interviews with uh, Stuart Amaroff. Yes, indeed. And, uh, uh, he was also uh, referring to uh, Chalmers, a philosopher. David Chalmers. David Chalmers. Uh, uh, philosopher of mind, yes. Yes. Uh, who is uh, having this uh, uh, saying that uh, there is a proto-consciousness in any thing, mm -hmm. any object, any being yes. in the universe. And Roger Penrose is also mm -hmm. into uh, this uh, type of... Uh, a framework. Many the physicists. Roger Penrose is a great mathematical physicist, but he is one of many who who yes. are 
probing this area. It's, it's very, very significant now. And uh, the fact that you're able to take your work in semantic field theory and link it into uh, cosmology and physics, which is, will be the topic of our third interview coming up, uh, suggests that you're able to really find the links between, in effect, ancient philosophies and uh, and the most uh, up-to-date uh, notions today in quantum theory and in cosmology. That must be very exciting. Uh, yes, uh, because, because uh, I started by a cognitive theory, with semantic mm -hmm. field theory. Yes. And because I understood from experience and from the research being done in, uh, in the lab, in the Psy lab, that the, the consciousness was in fact an energy. Why? Because the, the way energy is defined in physics, it is uh, what is able to provoke some work. Yes. You know, this is the definition of energy. But when you have a, a psi phenomena like healing, uh, which is a definite effect of mind over uh, a body. Distant over, healing. Yes. Mm -hmm. About, uh, over, uh, a, a biological. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, some, some people would call it psychokinesis yes. on a biological. Biopique. Uh, Biopique. Biopique. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and, and it has been done. The experiments have been done with uh, hundreds of them. Oh, yes. PK uh, being the abbreviation for psychokinesis or mind over matter. Yes. So, mm -hmm. biopique, psychokinesis over uh, biological matter. Yes. And hundreds of experiments mm -hmm. uh, have been done. And they show uh, that the mind is able to influence a small organism mm -hmm. that are not prone to to uh, to be uh, to receive suggestion for example bacteria yes or bacteria, plants plants mm -hmm. or mice yes mm -hmm. uh, electric fish uh -huh. fishes and uh, and when you have this uh, capacity of the mind to influence bio systems i mean biological systems organism you have a work that is done because you are modifying something in a matter system. Right. Even if it is uh, mm -hmm. an organism, mm -hmm. even if it is biological yes. matter, it is still uh, space-time matter. You mm -hmm. know? So it is belonging to the definition of an energy. So consciousness is an energy. It's an energy that has a component outside of space and time. Yes. Uh, but is able to interact inside of space and time. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Like uh, our consciousnesses are able to do that, and if we have, in, we if we are in this framework that we give a proto consciousness to any plant or our living system or even physical system, even in the a subatomic particle. Yes, yes, uh -huh. as I do in this yes. infinite spiral staircase. Yes, and in, in philosophy, this is known as the uh, theory of panpsychism. Exactly. In, incidentally, so you would consider yourself a panpsychist. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it has a. Let's say that, of course, I have my brand of uh, your own of mm -hmm. framework. You know, yes, which theory. is the infinite. Spiral staircase that we we are discussing in these 
on this three-part series of interviews. Yes. So when you when you I go back to mm -hmm. uh, what we were saying about synchronicity. Yes. Uh, when you have a theory that is uh, understanding that any biological system. Uh, like a forest, take a forest. Mm -hmm. You have all the the animals, like the ants, the trees, and, and also the the plants, the trees. Mm -hmm. uh, all the animals living in the forest, they have their own collective semantic field. Mm -hmm. And then you have the trees, and then you have the human being living in the village inside mm -hmm. the forest. So you have uh, you have semantic field. Of collectivities within semantic field yes. and all create co-creating the semantic field of the forest mm -hmm. and all of them they are able to interact via the beyond space time the semantic mm -hmm. dimension mm -hmm. you know where they are beyond space and time and it's interesting that you mention it as a forest because one assumes that the Creatures and the plants of, of the forest don't use language the way we humans do. And normally we think of semantics as related to human language. No, but I take it really to the, to its Greek root, mm -hmm. which means, uh, the creation of meaning. Now, if you have an ant, uh, an ant has no brain, uh, it, it has only neuronal nexus, you know. Yes. Uh, but if you take a, a colony of ants, for example, they have their own path to go to their praise, and they have their own path with sense, mm -hmm. you know, which goes to their nest. Mm -hmm. And so this path is totally different in terms of meaning mm -hmm. for the ants yeah. than the other path. Mm -hmm. So their whole territory mm -hmm. around their uh, uh, ant nest is uh, a semantic. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's a lot of. It's full meanings. of meaning, even without language. Differentiated meanings, mm -hmm. and it's wholly organized. Mm -hmm. And then they have their enemies, you know, and all yes. this. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, for any system in the universe, mm -hmm. there is this level, this layer of organization, mm -hmm. which is uh, pure semantic energy. And, and, and semantic energy is, is beyond, is also larger than consciousness yeah. because it includes mm -hmm. any kind of uh, very primitive type of recognition. Mm -hmm. It's just recognition. And I suppose you could think of semantic fields also in terms of human sociology. Uh, oh yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Collective semantic mm -hmm. field. And then we get to the very particular semantic field which are field of oneness, uh, harmony, which are the telepathic harmony, uh, harmonic yes. field mm -hmm. that we talked uh, mm -hmm. last time. Yes, indeed. So, the key for me in, in terms of uh, pinning down the semantic field theory as a true scientific theory is to work out how we go from uh, meaning outside of space and time to influencing uh, actions or work, as you called it, within but, space and time. But this is where uh, the theory is very uh, interesting. I'm sorry mm -hmm. to say that, but it's like uh, there is an imp absolute impossibility for a mind that would be only information mm -hmm. to uh, to have an actual action over a physical system. 
mm-hmm. but if because because you cannot have information uh, apart from a physical uh, uh, cause, you know, like you push a button and then it starts yeah. the electricity. I mean, computers but, are process information and they can operate physical systems. Yes, but computer have been conceived on the programs that are, that are, uh, <laughs> that are operating the mechanism yes. have been conceived by a mind. <laughs> with a semantic so, yes. field, yes. Yeah, with a purpose. So, but if you had only, if you did not have a program, you know, you would not uh, have any action. Mm-hmm. On, and then it's totally causal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the semantic field theory, we don't have the problem because we have the interaction uh, happening at the level of the semantic field. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I am able to change the organization of an organ mm-hmm. when I do some healing, yes. for example, but it is that my uh, consciousness, my semantic field is interacting mm-hmm. with the semantic field of this organism, mm-hmm. of this organ. And now, the, the, as the semantic field is, uh, informational, you know, it's full of uh, meaning and information, mm-hmm. then it is this information which is interacting with information. Mm-hmm. It is the same interacting with the same. Mm-hmm. And this, the field, the semantic field of this animal or organism or body is going to interact with its own body. Mm-hmm. And now the action is perfectly understandable in terms of science because you have the same interacting with mm-hmm. the same and each one is uh, strongly coupled with the body. Mm-hmm. So if you send to the other person uh, uh, an information, mm-hmm. like a positive thinking yes. about his own health, you mm-hmm. know, his own getting, uh, getting healed, for example, then his own field is going to create the process mm-hmm. of healing. Yes. Well, it has occurred to me that in, there's a sense, I think, in which people viewing this videotape may be partaking of a telepathic harmonic field interaction with us right now. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful, <laughs> and it may also be a deeper way to help communicate these ideas. I can say that I think your semantic field theory is a very important step forward for uh, parapsychology researchers to try and explain the uh, amazing and sometimes bizarre phenomenon that that they study. Well, Chris H. Hardy, thank you so much for once again sharing another half hour with me. Thank you so much, too. And thank you for being with us. Be sure to check your listings for part three of our three-part interview series on the infinite spiral staircase. In part three, we will begin to explore the notion of cosmic DNA at the origin of 